everyone. Welcome to Mission Success, Women in Multifamily, the monthly podcast series that highlights the stories of powerful female leaders in the multifamily industry. I am Laura Kaluger, Senior Editor with Multi-Housing News. My guest today recently joined ECI Group as Chief Administrative Officer, a newly created role that allows her to highlight her talent for building efficient organizational workplace practices and healthy corporate cultures. Susie Alford is responsible for the company's human resources, risk management, and general legal counsel functions. Thank you for accepting my invitation and welcome to Mission Success. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. First, let's see what uh, your first thoughts are after a few months as Chief Administrative Officer at ECI Group. Have you settled into your new role? I definitely have. Um, First off, I'm incredibly appreciative to join such a great organization and a really great, fun, growing industry. I've had incredible support from my colleagues to really hit the ground running and go ahead and start making some changes, which I'm incredibly appreciative of. ECI is a 50-year-old company, but in many ways, it's reinventing itself right now. And so we actually have a bit of a feel of a startup with all of the pace of change that we're going Mm -hmm. through, which is really exciting. We're very open to new ways of operating uh, Mm -hmm. from implementing technologies on-site and at corporate, and even launching a new values framework, which we call our path to excellence. Mm -hmm. That's very nice. ECI actually created this role, this leadership position when you joined the company, right? What does it entail exactly? That's right. I am our first chief administrative officer, and I have responsibility for three different but related functions um, at the company, uh, HR, legal, and risk management. And my background is in legal and HR. I am a lawyer by by training and trade, (laughs) uh, but have worked hand-in-hand with HR uh, as an employment lawyer and HR team member uh, for Mm -hmm. the past 12 years in my prior role. And then risk management, I would say, really fits in with that pretty hand in hand. Yep. So um, they all have a lot of related aspects. I am, as I mentioned, new to the industry. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I have a, in addition to being new to the company, so I have a pretty steep learning curve, which is actually really fun for me. (laughs) I love (laughs) to learn new things. I love new challenges. Um, So I'm really enjoying that. And everyone has been so helpful um, as I you know, speed up my education on multifamily. Uh, But I'm also able to share a lot of new ideas and best practices um, that I can bring with me from my experience with, Mm -hmm. you know, 12 years at a technology and data company. Yeah, you have an outside view over the the industry. Definitely. And how much does this experience as as a lawyer and your previous work in, in counseling help you shape this positive work culture that you're um, just starting to build, I guess. I mean, I'm sure that there was a a positive work culture at ECI before you joined, but I'm guessing you want to bring your own methods and and shape it your way. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I think my background as an employment lawyer um, Mm -hmm. is a really strong foundation for learning about culture and learning about what works, and in particular, sometimes learning about what doesn't work. Uh, as an employment lawyer, you tend to be involved in problems when, when things <laughs> don't go right. And that's incredibly informative because you really get to see patterns over time of 
you know, what, what didn't work here? And if there is one root cause of problems in the workplace, I would say 90 plus percent are caused by problems with communication. Okay. You know, maybe someone wasn't clear about their expectations. Someone wasn't clear about what was expected of them. Um, someone didn't feel comfortable asking for help. Um, someone didn't know what the goals were, <laughs> you know, what the priorities were. They were working right. hard, but they were going in a different direction. I think communication is such a critical part of a solid, healthy workplace culture. So that's one of my uh, big initiatives is mm -hmm. trying to work on enabling our managers to have those crucial conversations with employees and also empowering employees to be able to speak up and raise their hand and ask questions, be vulnerable with each other. And, uh, you know, recognize that's part of working on a really high functioning team. Yeah, don't be afraid to say, I don't know this, I don't know that. Just ask for help. I'm sure someone's there to uh, lend you a hand, a helping hand. Absolutely. And I think I, I'm able to model that really well right now. As I have such a <laughs> and I'm asking so many questions that, uh, Good. you so know, you're the I, first I actually, one asking the questions. <laughs> exactly. Uh, as long as we learn from all the questions we ask, you know, I think we're in a good place. Of course. So. In your view, what does a healthy work culture include exactly today? Many things have, have changed and maybe the work culture needs to change with the world and all the changes we're experiencing. I think that's definitely accurate. Um, there are many, I think, important features of a healthy work culture. One of the most important, I would say, is having a mentality where team members value the team over self. Multifamily isn't an individual sport. It's a team sport. Nobody runs a property. I agree. <laughs> Nobody gets a deal done by themselves. Certainly no one's building a building. <laughs> That's a new, a new asset by themselves. And this is particularly important at ECI where we do all of those things. <laughs> we're an owner operator, we're a developer, and we have construction as well. And so it's really important for all of us to understand while we're all striving for excellence in our different areas, we need to have that mentality of it's the team overall at ECI that matters. And how do we fit into that? How do we work cooperatively with each other? Um, so I think that mindset is one of the most important fundamentals mm -hmm. of a positive workplace culture. Another one I would say is employee empowerment, which is fairly related. Um, and that's because the multifamily business is very fast paced. <laughs> is anyone listening <laughs> to this podcast? I'm sure can relate. Um, and employees need to be empowered to make decisions and take action at the speed of the business, which again is fast. Um, another important aspect of an effective culture is again, knowing that it's okay to ask for help and to be vulnerable with your teammates. I try to model this not only by asking all my questions about the industry and the company, <laughs> but also being really open with my team when I've made a mistake. Um, you know, I we have a weekly HR huddle where I start off with, hey, here's something I did that didn't work. What can we <laughs> learn from it? Um, yeah. And I want folks to know it, it's okay. Everyone's going to make a mistake here and there. Right. No one bats a thousand. But yeah. it's really, how do we handle that? How do we learn from it? How do we get better um, that I want everyone to be focused on? And then lastly, I think a sense of belonging is critical to a workplace culture. 
you know, folks need to feel tied in to a mission, to a, to their culture, and, you know, really have that sense of camaraderie of being part of a team. Right. And typically, I mean, sometimes all of these elements look very, very good on brochures, in website, on websites, and in all these public uh, places that one might might look to. But they mean nothing if they don't translate into actions, right? How can multifamily leaders show that they really mean what they say? That's really the hard part of culture. Right. <laughs> it's pretty, it's not easy, but it's, it's not too challenging to have a great mission statement, to have some great values, a great values framework that looks really nice, mm-hmm. uh, printed out on, on folks' walls or on your website. But what culture really comes down to is what your employees experience on a day-to-day basis. And it's really ensuring that that matches what you've decided, what you want your culture to be. And so what that comes down to, the hard truth of it is, is it's the decisions we all make every single day throughout the workday. How are we interacting with our colleagues? Are we assuming good intent? Are we speaking up? Mm -hmm. Are we trying to be collaborative to find a solution to a problem? And we're taking steps to try to make sure that those aspects of our culture are top of mind with our employees so that the more you practice it, like any muscle, (laughs) the more it builds. And so I really believe that's the key to building a successful culture is being intentional about it and modeling it from leadership down, but also having it just built into your day-to-day practices. So some things we're doing, we have an online community where employees can give each other badges that are based on one of the parts of our culture. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can say, hey, I want to award you, you know, the speak honestly badge and explain why that person earned it. And that's been a lot of fun and really gets Mm -hmm. a lot of community engagement and folks engaging across different communities as well. Uh, We've also taken the step this year to link every annual goal, goal that every employee has to an aspect of our culture so that they can understand how the work they're doing over the course of this year ties in to ECI's culture. We want it to be fun, and we want to celebrate our wins and celebrate Mm -hmm. our culture. And so this is just one way to enable folks to do that. From what you've seen so far, what do employees in this industry, in the multifamily industry, want today from their employer? What do they expect? I think they're expecting a lot (laughs) and deserve to. (laughs) Um, And and that's fair. Um, I think employees want to feel that they're part of a team, feel that sense of belonging. I think that's incredibly important, especially for our on-site teams who don't have that close physical proximity with many of their colleagues. I think it's important to take steps to make sure they feel tied in. Um, One way we've done this is by celebrating wins with a a leaderboard that we circulate daily Mm -hmm. um, on leases. And it's great seeing folks respond and encourage each other from across different properties. Uh, I think that's a great way we're we're building that community. Uh, They also want to have a workplace where they're empowered, that they have the opportunity to use their skills and judgment to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think career path is really important. Employees want to gain skills and experiences that will make them successful, not only in their current job, but also in their next job and the next job after that. And we see that as success. If we develop and grow our employees 
and they are ready to take on more challenges, we want them to take those on with ECI, of course. But if it turns out that, you know, there's another opportunity somewhere else, we're going to be proud of them and you know, celebrate the fact that we developed, helped develop their talent and made them ready for that opportunity. Uh, lastly, I think employees want to enjoy work. <laughs> we all... <laughs> It has a lot to be fun sometimes. Yeah. Yes. You got to have a little fun. Sometimes the work itself isn't always going to be fun. Right? right. But we want to, you know, enjoy uh, doing that work with our colleagues. And whenever all of these things don't happen or they're not as they expected it to be, uh, employees, of course, tend to leave, as you said earlier. They, they're going to take a new job, a better one, at least the, the one they think it's better. How difficult is it to make good employees stay and motivate them? How can their loyalty be recognized and repaid? I think employee retention is absolutely a huge issue that we're facing in the industry, especially as we're seeing wages increase, um, right. that it can be tempting for an employee to take another job that has you know, some amount of base pay increase. Um, so in terms of retention, I think obviously rewarding employees with an appropriate compensation package is table stakes for every employer. Uh, we need to make sure that our incentives reward the performance that we want. Uh, some ways we've done this is through quarterly bonuses for the on-site teams if they mm -hmm. meet certain metrics. We've also changed to um, leasing incentives that pay a percentage of the total value of the lease rather than a flat fee amount. That's mm -hmm. again, rewarding the behavior of, hey, you, you leased a three-bedroom, not a two-bedroom. We're going <laughs> to um, let you share in that, that revenue increase. And lastly, I think it's really important to remember that recognition is not the same thing as monetary reward. Um, when I was on site speaking to one of our longer term property managers who runs a very successful property, mm -hmm. I was asking him about incentives and rewards and, hey, are you happy with this? You know, does that make them feel valued? And he told me that the most valuable piece of recognition he had ever received was actually a handwritten card from his manager that he still keeps and in his office. That and costs said, nothing, basically. <laughs> it costs nothing, and it was so meaningful to him. And this is a manager who receives awards every single year at our conference. You know, he's, <laughs> he's got a shelf full. But um, the one thing he pointed out was that card. And I think it's a really important lesson for all leaders to take to heart, which is it's about truly seeing and recognizing your employees and letting them know how much you appreciate them that can really be valuable and build those bonds. So you, you'd say that it's very important to ask for this feedback and uh, always take it into consideration. But should leaders make actionable changes based off that feedback? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a huge uh, believer in the value of feedback. Um, mm -hmm. I tell my HR team, we shouldn't be doing anything without voice of customer. And the voice of customer is our employees. Right. <laughs> so we, we want their feedback before we take off doing an initiative. We need to know, is this, we building the right thing? Is this, is this what you all need to help you do your jobs better? And so I'm, I'm big on soliciting feedback. 
in person um like next week i'm i'm doing the florida grand tour of uh, hitting all of our properties <laughs> in florida and uh you know with the goal of doing a a check in not not a checkup um but how can i help you um what would be most helpful to you to have from a corporate support you know mm -hmm. angle and so I think that's really important. I also believe in soliciting feedback from employees, including not, not just managers. And in fact, one thing we're doing right now is using our new uh, HR technology to do an anonymous survey to pull all of our employees on our benefits package. You know, is it meeting their needs? Is there something else they would want to see? Is it competitive with what they feel like, you know, they've experienced previously? So I think... Um, Feedback is only helpful for HR in order to better, better help us uh, implement new programs. I totally agree. And one thing that I've been reading a lot about is um, this mental fatigue that many employees have been going through after all the changes that have happened in the past, I don't know, two to three years. Many teams are exhausted. And maybe you've seen this in the in, in the feedback you receive, uh, they're exhausted by all these changes because all we've done in the past years is, is change policies. We've changed the way we work. We've changed the way we think. Everything is constantly changing. Um, can you, can the employer address this mental fatigue in, in any way? Definitely. I, I think the first step is recognizing that change fatigue is real and it's here. We are absolutely experiencing it, particularly coming out of the pandemic, because there were just constant changes occurring during the pandemic. And in addition to starting to use a lot of different new prop tech that, that has a lot of great potential, but also that there's a sort of cost of, you know, implementing any technology and there's a burden that comes with that. Um, what we've done at ECI is form a, a change management committee whose sole purpose is to air traffic control changes. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So we look at everything we have. We look at what is urgent, what's going to give us kind of the most lift, what's most important, we would say, besides urgent. Um, and we really try to schedule those so that employees may have a burst of change, but then they have a little bit of time to adopt Pause. without more changes hitting them. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're, we're not perfect at it, definitely, but um, I think it's it's been a great start to trying to make sure that changes we roll out are successful and are implemented in a timely way and in a way that really benefits our employees. Going back to, to company culture, um, can you tell us a bit more about some practical steps that multifamily organizations can take to reduce bias in the workplace and ensure that their culture is inclusive? I think one of the best ways to approach this issue of wanting a more inclusive work environment is by doing the work, and that's through training. Um, I'm a huge believer in unconscious bias training and that that is a really powerful tool for every organization. Uh, soon after I arrived at ECI, I actually rolled out our first in-person unconscious bias training at our conference. And we, we did it all together as a group um, mm -hmm. with a facilitator. And I was nervous about how this content would go over um, <laughs> with, with an employee population that had never had it. 
Uh, and I had no reason to be nervous. <laughs> it, it was an absolute success. Folks were engaged. They really bought in. They were excited by it. Everyone wants to improve themselves. And if you give them these opportunities, I think people really appreciate it and enjoy it. And it ended up being a great team building uh, event in a way as well, because we were all going through that together. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up getting tons of feedback that it was very positive from a wide demographic of employees and actually requesting more training, which is not something the right attitude. <laughs> um, so we will absolutely be continuing uh, on that journey by providing some more unconscious bias training for our employees. And overall, do you think that the multifamily industry is going in the right direction when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion? It is true that multifamily is a bit more diverse than commercial real estate, I'd say, but that doesn't mean there's a perfect balance there. Yeah, I do think we're moving in the right direction. Um, the pandemic certainly was disruptive of many operations, um, there's no doubt. I, I'm not sure how much it really impacted. DEI per se. Um, I think there were actually a lot of gains during the pandemic, at least early on, um, in the area of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that's largely because of the tragic death of George Floyd occurred pretty soon after right. uh, the pandemic began. And that caused many people in corporations to engage in inter introspection that they really maybe hadn't before. And really questioned there was whether there was more they could do to promote equity. And so I think what's been really hard since then is for companies to continue with that energy that they had in 2020 as right. the pandemic wore on. <laughs> and again, we, we get used to the pandemic these... now and we tend to go back to our previous way of doing things. <laughs> right. And so it's important that we don't let go of those gains we made in 2020 and 2021 now that we're back to really business as usual. Right. So I think the, the key there is simply recognizing its importance, recognizing that if you want to have a culture where people have a sense of belonging and feel included and feel like they have a voice, you can't do that without working on diversity, equity, right. and inclusion. It's a required part. And so just renewing that commitment to it and again, trying to build it into your processes. Like, again, like any muscle that you build, that one's Exercise get better it. and better the more you practice it. And so I think that's really the key to success there. One thing we haven't touched on uh, that's part of your role is risk management. Uh, has this component of, of your role taken up more of your time recently, considering the, the current economic environment? Well, we're very fortunate at ECI to have a very experienced VP of risk management who reports into me. Mm -hmm. And she's been extremely helpful in me learning about risk management and also um, is very prepared and experienced with the renewal process, which we absolutely had concerns about, given what we had heard a bit yeah. um, about, about the current market. Uh, but we prepared, uh, we were creative in rethinking some of the structure of our uh, risk management portfolio, and we ended up being really happy with, with the results that we got this year. That's, that's great. One last question. What are your longer term 
plans at ECI Group? How do you plan to make an impact within the company? So we're going to keep building on on what we have. We're going to continue to focus on our culture by keeping it top of mind for employees and ensuring that leadership is demonstrating our values. Uh, We're going to continue to build out programs that help employees feel a sense of belonging and inclusion and feel that they're appreciated. Um, We're going to encourage a culture that uh, expects honest and open conversation from all employees. And we're going to continue to develop and empower employees to grow in their careers. Uh, It's a lot of work ahead of us, but uh, (laughs) it's all really exciting and, and we're really looking forward to it. And we're going to keep working on these until the culture that we aspire to have is the culture that our employees live every day. Good luck with that, Susie. Thank you so much for this for this discussion. I, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I did very much. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. And don't forget to check out multihousingnews.com regularly for the latest news, trend stories, and podcasts. Mm-hmm.